Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. First, let me just say, Happy New Year, no S. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I love that you Today, said no S. No S. Today is January 1st, 2022. And I am, I am hopeful mm-hmm. about 2022. But with the death of my girl, Betty White, I don't know how well it's going to be. Yeah, um, I'm still a little shooketh from Betty White. Still a little shooketh. That was not something that I was expecting. Me either. Now, I will say, I will say, oh, well, before I do that, welcome to another episode of Almost Blurge. It's your girl, Dove Cat. And to the bottom of me, who keeps making all these stupid background changes. And then it's messing up. You see how it's like taking yes. my shirt away and everything. I'm JB, you guys. And I'm going to remove all these effects that you guys can't even see in the first place. And I hate it. I hate it. Because it's stupid. Because you look crazy in front of the Northern Lights. Whatever. Whatever. See, it's going to be a distraction, but it's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, so you guys can't see it, but I keep throwing all of these, like, ooh, these effects onto the video. And if he thinks I'm taking him seriously, I am not. I kind of look like Bane now. Oh. Or I can be like, Luke, I am your father. No, no you're okay. not. <laughs> okay. Whatever one I decide on is the one that I'm going to have for the remainder of the recording. So, you, the first one with the hat and the thing, you look like. Look, look. Ha, ha. No, no. You, you <laughs> was it Mad TV with Mike Epps? And he talking about he was the cuddler. It is I, the cut. Are you, am I alone with that? No, Aunt Jemima. Am I alone with this? Oh man, okay, I'm gonna stop y'all because y'all don't know what I'm doing and it's not <laughs> gonna, it's not gonna make sense. So anyways, you look like Mike Epps from that bit. I think it was on Mad TV, the cuddler. That's exactly who you look like. Why would someone have a hat this small? They probably can you make it bigger? Because when you put your head forward, it's not like it got bigger. I don't know, okay. but it is I don't little. know either. But anyways, back to our girl Betty White being no longer with us and i feel some type of way about it and um and it's not that it is not that like i've been a huge fan of betty whack like my whole entire life but like golden girls is my shit i mean Mm -hmm. to this day i will sit down and watch it i'm i'm pretty sure the tvs haven't been on really except for some stupid stuff that Kayla be watching on the Roku, but it really hasn't been on TV today. And I'm wondering if they show the Golden Girls on TV land. But um, um, that's like my favorite show. And when I tell you that um, Rose <laughs> is no longer on the land of the living, I feel some type of way about it. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I stand an unproblematic queen. Um, that is something that she was. Um, she was an advocate on so many levels for so yes. many marginalized groups and she was fucking hilarious up until her final days like I just I, I stand someone like that and you know it's crazy because 
when Cicely Tyson passed, Jesus, Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all better put a, um, a prayer up for Betty White because sis is, <laughs> they around the same age. Okay. Mm-hmm. And look at this 31st of January and she is, sis is gone. And I'm just, I'm sad about it. And I also feel some type of way because Walmart was selling Golden Girl socks like maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And of course I got them. They were for me and I got them because I love her. And my friend, Ashley, one of my good friends, Ash, is also a fan of the Golden Girls. And I got really upset for like five minutes because I forgot I gave her my rose socks. And I was pissed because I couldn't put them on. Mm. See, I I got into Golden Girls late. I wasn't always a Golden Girls fan, but I found my way there. I got there. Mm. And I became a huge fan. And then, then this happens. You like, because I literally would like when I was on board, I just go and just start on Hulu because the whole series is on Hulu and I'll just hit play and I'll just, and it's so funny. It's hilarious. So funny, and it's still so current. Very like, current. Like, Hulu has removed some of the episodes that are a little bit insensitive. Now, granted, I understand because of the culture, but some of those were the funniest ones. And I mean, I personally feel like a lot of these things need to be there. Yes. Just put a disclaimer there. That's why I don't like when they start taking out scenes from like old Disney movies and stuff like that. Because when you remove those things, then current generations don't know that that ever happened. Right. So when people are talking about it, they're like, oh, that never existed. Don't erase a history that was problematic just because you don't feel like people can handle it. People need to see that this is how stuff was. I can't stand the whole thought of let's remove it. Let's take these scenes out. Like, because look at Dumbo. You have to remove half that damn movie because of those, um, the hobo birds. Mm-hmm. And how they all talk like they had no education. I be done seeing about everything. You need to leave that stuff in there. Leave it in there. Let people see what was going on. See that the things that people are talking about now are not just things we just pulled out of the air. No. The stuff actually did is this. They really did make black people the color black in a lot of these old Looney Tune cartoons. Like, <clears throat> like their maids, they all look like the color shirt I got on. Right. With no education, no nothing. It was just they always did that. So the when the minute you start taking that stuff out. You, you're making it so it seems like that history never happened, and that's not right. It is not. We need, we need to and see like, that history. The first, the episode that they took out, <laughs> which is probably one of the one of the ones I noticed that they took out, was the one where Dorothy's son was dating this older black woman, mm. and they came up into there with, with where it was like the tension was high as hell, and they came in in blackface. Let me tell you something. Problematic, maybe. Hilarious, yes. But we can have a discussion about why blackface is probably that it is not good. However, in the context of this, they weren't even doing blackface. They just happened Mm -mm. to come into while they were doing. They had mud masks. Yeah, they had Um, mud masks. So it was just like, hmm. But I mean, one of my favorite episodes that they've taken away because it could be offensive because of blackface. So I um, I'm super duper sad that 
Betty White is gone and that we no longer have her here to make us laugh, but she's left such a lasting impression that I'm sure um, we'll be laughing for years to come. And that's a blessing that her art will continue to make everybody laugh for here until the end of time. Yes. I mean, she was still funny. I was watching a video the other day of her, like Joan Rivers used to have a talk show and she was a guest on the talk show and Joan Rivers and her were just reading each other back and forth. And it was perfection. The whole time it was pure perfection. If I can find it, I'll send it to you. But it was so, so funny because it's like, like Joan would say something insulting to Betty White. Betty White would insult her right back. And they just had a full conversation. But you can tell that it was because we also know that comedy back then, people didn't really take offense to comedy back Mm-mm. then. So if you're a comedian, someone else is a comedian, y'all joking on each other. Y'all just joking on each other. It's, that's just what it was. It was. And they they had a full conversation. And the whole conversation was them reading each other back and forth. It was just great. It's like it was moments like that that made me realize like how much of a comedian she was. Yes. Because there's some people that I feel like you see them on these comedic shows, and I'm like, okay, are they funny? Really funny? Or were they just written this way and they just know how to portray it? Like the fact that she was able to come up with this stuff off the cuff, like she was, and this thing was just hilarious. And even John Rivers was being shook. <laughs> like it was she it was shaking her because she was like, she just bust out laughing because she was getting red the way she was, but then she came back with something else. It was great. So yeah, that's everything. We're mm-hmm. going to miss Betty White. We're going to miss her. For sure. Yeah. And gone just weeks before her hundredth birthday. Wow, right? Like we were literally, they were already doing stuff to get ready for her hundredth birthday celebration. She's not here anymore, but they will, I think they said they're still gonna go forward with her birthday celebration. They should. Yeah. They should. But we're here again, you guys, another week. Another episode of Almost Blurreds. Our homework assignment was to watch the first episode of the book of Bubba Fett. I always say Bubba Fat because I just feel like it sounds better that way. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> if you say so. So we had the very first episode. Um, what was she called? Um, Stranger in a Strange Land. Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm-hmm. Oh, as someone, (laughs) I'll start with you. Okay. Because you were the one who got me into watching the Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus. Hmm. We're getting on this first episode. And let me just say, I always have to say this, um, that I am a consumer of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am a Mm -hmm. consumer. My medium is mostly TV shows and books right now in movies i have not read the comic books or any of the books surrounding the world of star wars um so this is just my opinion off of what i've been presented in the movies and the tv shows that he's appeared in all that good stuff right this first episode was slow as hell <laughs> okay it was slow as hell and I understand, and I will say that I appreciate the approach that they did because we didn't have to wonder what happened to him until when he fell into that Sam Monster's pit, 
and was in his mm-hmm. stomach chilling. We didn't have to mm-hmm. wonder about that because that was the first thing that we saw. Mm-hmm. Pretty much from the very, you know, from the time I pressed play, we figured out mm-hmm. what happened to him. We figured out what happened and how he got out of there. Mm-hmm. We figured it all out. So um, that part, I appreciate it. Shout um, out to the stormtrooper who was just chilling in there. Dead. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> thank you for your service for keeping our dude alive. Okay. Um, so yeah, so um, I can see where they're going, and I'm hoping that episodes just get better and better. Um, but this first one was a little slow, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna keep watching to see where it goes. But this episode was slow as hell. What about you? That's kind of how I felt. I, I'm i not a big fan of shows that keep taking me back and forth in the same mm. show, like setting. Like, I give me a, a decent amount in the past and then take me back to the future if we're going to do that. But this whole, like, I felt like it was like we saw him get out and then then we see this. Then we go back and then we see him with a girl who's on every single Disney show that they have. She wants a check. And she gets them. She gets okay. them. I mean, because I was Disney watching well. Shield, and she was taking that check. Episode one. So, a lot. I just it. It's not that it's bad that they do it. It's just a personal preference of mine. Where mm. I want a little bit more in the past. I want a little bit more in the present. But I don't like feeling like I'm going back and kind of like you know I'm about to go in for the, uh, double ditch or something mm. like going back, mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth. I, I so, like it to be a little bit more steady. Right. So you're more like. Take me back to the past when I need to be there. But if not, just keep me right where I'm at. Because the Mandalorian did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Flashing back when it was necessary. Um, well, and, did you ever watch Arrow? Mm, yeah, somewhat. So like in the first season, that was a big thing. It was like, yes, you were in the present, but then they always showed you something in the past that connected to the present. Mm-hmm. So certain stuff made sense, but you weren't always just going back and forth. You mm-hmm. always knew that there was a reason you were looking at specific scenes in the past because they were somehow going to be specifically connecting to something in the present. Yep. Right now, I feel like maybe they're trying to do that but at the same time it feels a lot more like hey we still have two stories to tell and we're going to try to tell two stories at the same time Mm. rather than i'm giving you something that's specifically connecting to this moment so um the action when they were fighting in the um in the little city square the town square or whatever Mm -hmm. um with the whoever these pe- people are with the with the shield or whatever that was fighting mm-hmm. um that kind of that piqued my interest um mm-hmm. what's her name is it ming nan win is that her name let's see because i can't remember Cass, okay so yeah me ming nan win she plays okay. finnick shand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say though that um I wish that they would show her stomach where she got shot. Mm. Where it's just mechanical. I wish they would show that as opposed to covering it up with a belt. Um, um I'm wondering where is she gonna I, I'm wondering if she's gonna cross Boba Fett. Mm. Cause she be making like he be making decisions 
like to me, his decisions seem level-headed. They seem calculated. Um, like he has a reason for every time the decision that he makes, he has a reason for why he makes that decision. And her decision seemed to be a little bit impulsive. And I don't know if, or just like, uh, I just want to kill him to get rid of the problem. And I'm wondering if that's because maybe she's been an assassin the whole time that we've known her. And that's all that she is kind of used to doing or wants to do. And that's like the kind of like her, how her mind is. Um, yeah. but I don't know. It seems like she wanted to go left and he went right. Mm-hmm. And it, and that was ha- for that first episode. And I don't know if it'll change, um, but it, uh, definitely the way that he was ruling, I don't think she necessarily liked it. Um, so I don't know. That might be something that we see later on, or maybe she won't double cross him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I just I'm hoping for a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they even when we were in the past, and you know, he was out in the desert and all that other crap. I'm just looking at these people like, are we just gonna pretend like you can't beat them or something? <laughs> because like I'm looking at them I'm like, there's no way you're struggling with these people, right? Especially when he was out there in the middle of the desert with that one. Like when they were digging in the sand. Mm-hmm. This one is what's stopping you. This it one. is a child at that. I'm like, and honestly, one? he's not overwhelming. That's and that's another thing I like. He's very principled. Mm-hmm. Because he could easily take over that child. Mm-hmm. Easily. And um, but he's just like, hey, watch your ass. I need a drink. I'm doing whatever I need to do, but I need to sip. And I mean, that was one thing too, because you're right. They sent him out there, out there. And um, and whatever that sand thing was that came out of the thing, um, he was able to overpower him and all the and how that even though that little boy come in and take another credit mm-hmm. for killing that thing, he was kind of just like he didn't say nothing. He was just chilling in the back, mm-hmm. and I, he was like, "Well, you can go ahead and you can have that. Whatever. I know what really happened." And then homeboy came and gave him the water. He knew what happened too. So mm-hmm. that, to me, explained why he was with them when we see him in The Mandalorian or why he mm-hmm. was out there in the desert anyway. Um, so, like I said, this episode was slow, but it answered a few questions that I had. One, how did mm-hmm. he survive? <coughs> Two, um, what has he been doing this whole time? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that was one thing. And then, um, yeah, that explains it. And but. Um, also, do they explain why he looked like the bottom of my foot before I put lotion on? <laughs> no, but I was looking at that too. Like, mm. but okay. So one thing I don't like because it's okay. So this is my really realistic side of my brain here. Mm-hmm. I wish these shows would stop acting like it's easy for people to dig themselves up out of sand. <laughs> like he, you know, like, there's, he was like I. But I think about it like you are under sand. That means you don't have any room to pull stuff under you. How are you digging yourself out from being completely under sand? Like that stuff just doesn't make sense to me. So when he threw his arm out, I'm like, I'm going to just let y'all do what y'all doing. Now, but <clears throat> I will say the mo- that how far was the monster underneath the sand? Because I don't know, that's the hard part too, because you, you, you can't in the tell. You can see the mouth of it. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe he really didn't have that far to go. Let's hope so. So that's I mean, I don't know, but um, but you <laughs> I thought he was struggling. He looked he looked ashy. I know he is struggling, but it's like Sam ain't moving in the way that water does. <laughs> this is a solid thing. Like you can't be all the way under sand and be like, I'm gonna just move you out as I'm digging my <laughs> way up. Let me move out of the way. Like you can't, because it's nowhere else for that sand to go. <laughs> but like that's just my realistic side of my brain. That as soon as I saw it, I was like, Mm-mm. but uh, how many episodes is this show supposed to have? Is it six or eight? Let's see, because seven episodes. Oh. So oh. starts on the 29th of December, goes through February the 9th. Hmm. I hope in February that means that's when we're going to get our next Marvel show. Maybe, or maybe not. Because this just conveniently started up right at the end of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they they're just gonna be stacking them up like that. But but because didn't oh, Bad no. Batch Bad Batch premiered at the something else Marvel related ended too, even though nobody was been watching Bad Batch. No, but that oh, no. but I don't I don't know. I guess because those are two different studios, maybe they're in cahoots, or maybe not. Oh no! All I know is I need for this to pick up. Um, I need for I'm I'm very interested in how they're going to want to keep doing these series if they're not doing any more movies right now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <coughs> I can do without them. I can do without a movie unless it's super duper good. I mean, I can really do without a movie. If they want to keep giving me shows, that's fine. I'll watch them for the sake of watching them for content, you know. Um, but I don't know. But I've actually enjoyed the shows. This first mm-hmm. episode is not indicative of how I'll feel about it going forward. Um, yeah. I'll just say that it was slow, but The Mandalorian was slow for me too. Mm-hmm. And it picked yeah. up for me. So I don't know. Well, I guess we just have to wait and see. Um, see. I think that The Mandalorian was special in the sense that even though it started off slow, they also knew we knew nothing about what was going on there. Like it was a completely original story with original people being the center of it. Whereas in this is like someone that we've been aware of being in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. at some point in time. We've seen them in other things. So I think that it was okay. It worked out well for the Mandalorian for that first episode to be slow. Cause it's like, okay, you can't really throw us into the middle of anything and we have no clue what's supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of, do you think we're going to see some more of um, baby Yoda in season three of Mandalorian? Or do you I, think that we're done with him for right now? Because we took him away. Was- this is what I like to think. Capitalism is a real thing. Mm-hmm. They still have Baby Yoda toys out right now. <coughs> I, um, I, um, even today we were in the store and um, in Walmart. So Caleb can use a gift. Why would you do that? And I'm trying to talk. I can't even look. You're so ridiculous. Yeah, Y'all okay. So I put a, a shark face on and it has like a little fin at the top. And I was going to like, baby shark, do, 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 baby. Okay, I'm done. I fucking hate you. I just want to put that out there. Anyway, now I'm. Now I'm um, you look like a Snapchat filter. I, I'm old girl from Midsummer. Anywho. Um, but yeah, so we were in, I mean, we were in Walmart today so he could spend some of his Christmas money. Get that stupid beret off your head. And he, um, 
There was some Baby Yoda toys they had. I, I saw a couple different Baby Yoda toys. I saw Baby Yoda on some puzzles while I was in there. Um, he's very popular and super duper cute. And I think, and not saying that, well, for me, that was one of the main reasons why I watched The Mandalorian. He was so stinking cute. And I like Pedro Pascal. He's cute too, even though you don't see his face at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I, I I can't I can't see them bringing him back unless it's a time jump. Yeah, but I think it's gonna have to be because when we get him back, we want to see him as a more skilled Jedi. I want to see him as a more skilled Jedi, and I also want to hear him talk. Mm-hmm. That 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 would I would love to. Even if it's in that stupid Yoda speak of talking in backwards or some stupid shit. <coughs> you will be something stupid like that. I don't, I mean, but at least he's talking. So that's what I want. So if they do that, it's going to have to be a time jump. And I have a feeling that they'll probably do a time jump anyway, because or I don't know. It, it could go so many ways. We've lost baby Yoda to Luke. He's gone. And then we have that those new Mandalorians. And he's created a new problem mm-hmm. by taking it, the Black Saber in combat and trying to mm-hmm. give it to that girl. And she has to earn it. So she feels iffy about that. So it's going to be animosity between them. So that's do been created she as well. Do you think she would decline getting the Black Saber if the Black dude won't dare reminding people that, no, you can't just take it. You have to earn it. Like, I feel like she probably would have took it and then no, he would, if he wasn't there, she would be like, oh, thanks. But then since he was there, he was like, you know, you can't do that, girl. I don't know. See, that's because the, what I do know, the little bit that I know about the Mandalorians, they are very, very proud, right? So mm-hmm. I think it would mean a lot more to her if she were to earn it in combat to take it back to whatever kingdom that there, you know, that she's trying to rule over. Mandalore, I think. But for some reason, I feel like Mandalore is gone. I, I don't know without, because I know that, what's her name? Um, She's in Clone Wars, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on, I got to look it up. Who? The girl. Um, oh, that Mandalorian girl? Yes. I said, all I know is Ahsoka. <laughs> it's Ahsoka. Um, I, when I see her. Um, dang. Okay, hold on. Now I got I to gotta go back. I got to find it. I'm going to keep talking. But, um, but yeah, she has to earn it. And it would mean more to her to earn it. So mm-hmm. she's going to do that. So, yeah, could we say... That if homeboy wasn't there, she would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take that. And then what's, and what's so crazy and what's going to cause the friction is that Mando was just like, I don't give a damn about this stupid ass lightsaber. Girl, take this shit. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I and know. Like, and then he's going to have to end up killing her for something he don't want. Exactly. Um, Bo-Katan mm-hmm. is her name. Bo-Katan is her name. And... um. <clears throat> So she oh, yeah, she is in Crown Wars too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the dude wants, you know, egging her on. And I think also what else bothered her because I think she lost it to him, mm. which is why she was hunting him. Um, 
Only so, for him to lose it to somebody else, and then she got to try to take it to somebody, take it from that person, especially from somebody that she probably has a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. And um, I just <laughs> I don't know, so I don't know if they'll bring. I hope they do. He was super duper cute, cute for merch. Um, mm-hmm. they know he's very popular, so I'm I'm thinking that they'll probably bring him back, but he probably won't be in all six seven eight episodes he'll probably maybe be in well, yeah i like feel like he's gonna half. be uh, he might be the the shocker like you know they did with luke skywalker put him at the end he comes in and saves some people and then we see him in all of his powerful glory mm-hmm. he goes dark because they kill mando is that what we're doing because i'm thinking okay so this is my mind if if grogu was still alive he would have been in all these other things. Okay. So something has to happen where Grogu ain't going to make it. Is that what you think? Yeah, because in the timeline, like we should have seen Grogu at the very least in the newest trilogy. Mm. Because he would have been, you know, he would have been at the prime age where, you know, I mean, if we had Luke in his old age in there, we would have seen Grogu in a normal adult old looking, but not really old stage as as whatever that species is that I can't remember. So in my mind, if we don't see him, something bad has to happen. And in my mind, I'm thinking he goes dark and he someone has to kill him. But if that was the case, right? They talk about when he's having that conversation with Ahsoka, he talks about how he was trained in private. He's been a big secret mm-hmm. the, this whole time. So maybe him being in hiding benefits him for whatever, maybe he, whatever his purpose is. So maybe he's always been there in the background. I don't, I don't know. But um, I don't know. I guess there's a, the reason why I guess I kind of disagree is that I have in my heart, I want him to still be alive because I love mm-hmm. him so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe he he does go dark. But I mean, no, and the only reason I say it is because a lot of these shows, Marvel and all these shows, they are good for throwing out stuff that is really an indicator of something that's going to come to fruition in the future. Mm-hmm. They might say a very small line somewhere, and then next, you know, it turns into a bigger thing in the future. And that's why I'm like, okay, she said this. She said this because she'd seen it happen before. She's seen someone go through the same, have that same darkness in them. And her, this Grogu being around Luke Skywalker ain't just going to settle and make him good. I mean, but I mean, however, but we always, we know that the dark side is not something that's inherently, well, it's in you, but you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think. She might have been saying that because her and um Anakin was like mm-hmm. two peas in a pie. So I don't know. It might be a little bit more hurt her. I guess she's closer to it, right? But mm-hmm. um, but Luke, even Luke turned his daddy. It was too late at the end of his life, but he turned his daddy. So mm-hmm. if Darth Vader has been one of the um the biggest, I don't know, can you still be a Jedi if, you, if you're if you evil? I don't know how that works. I, I guess you, well, let's see. 
Because if he, if, if Darth Vader is the standard, right? If he is the best of the best, the very best of who. Well, of who hold are, on. Do you become a. Hold on. Do you become a. A Jedi? You become yeah. a Sith when you go bad, don't you? Yes. But you so have I to think accept that, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you technically aren't a Jedi anymore. Okay. You, you're, you're you become the Sith, kind of like yeah, all of those like Darth Maul and all of them. Those were Jedi who went bad. You know, there is probably uh, a super duper Star Wars fandom biggest person who loves Star Wars listening to this, <clears throat> cringing because we're incorrect. And you know what? And you know what I say to that? What we told y'all hoes in the first episode <laughs> that we don't know everything we and do we're not. okay with not knowing everything we and if there's anything that we need to know feel free in educating us but you knew what it was when you got here that's true <laughs> google is free too so we look up like, what I, we need to look our up. whole name is almost blurred because you know almost. what we ain't there yet not at all <laughs> and we have a long way to go never will be okay so but yeah but <laughs> I, if he is, if Luke could change his daddy, who is probably the biggest bad that we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Luke can change his daddy. If anybody has any hope of keeping Grogu on the good side, then, you know, then I think it is. But I also think that it's not, the only way I can see him going dark is if he watches Mando get murdered or something like that. Which, in my eyes, I feel like that's kind of warranted because that was his due, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, I'm also thinking like I I'm wondering if mm-hmm. if okay, I'm thinking back like Anakin growing up and um oh boy, um Obi. He was with him all his life. And he still went bad. Like, I just don't, I feel like, you know. You were supposed to be then, the chosen one. And then isn't technically at the time that Grogu is with Luke, Darth Vader is not dead yet. No, he's still alive. So he has any, he doesn't even know he can turn anyone good at this moment. And which is crazy because it's like, this is what's crazy to me. Um, wait a minute. No, because Darth Vader at this point is dead. Is he? For some reason, I yes, thought because this, I thought the Mandalorian took place between. No, I the think second and I, the third. I, no, I thought it was after the third because we get Luke when he is badass. <laughs> okay, because I, you know, I, I really don't know. So we got to find out. We are. Um, what was I saying? Oh, okay, so I... yes, hold on. So it's Star Wars and well, A New Hope, Empire Strike Backs, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, the Mandalorian, at least the first Mandalorian, is set five years after the end of Return of the Jedi. Okay, so right, so and this is my thing too. I want to, that's why they have to bring Grogu back because there's so many questions. What's up? Okay. (laughs) They are also saying that the Mandalorian takes place 25 years before 
The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. That's with Ray, right? Mm-hmm. 25 Why years in. So, okay, so. 25 years before? So it says the Mandalorian set approximately five years at the end, after the end of Return of the Jedi, placing it 25 years before The Force Awakens. Which makes sense. Are we supposed to be sitting here believing that Luke and them are only 25 years older than the last time we saw them in The Return of the Jedi in The Force Awakens? I know that black don't crack, but that white is withering. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way that they really trying to convince us that a movie that literally came out in the 80s. Five years. Eight years. After the way that Luke looked horrible because of CGI, mm-hmm. he was younger. Mm-hmm. So at that time, we looked it up when when Luke and them in the first movie, they were like 17 or 18. Right. right. Kid. So how Leia old wasn't was a kid, it? but Luke how was. How old was Luke in Return of the Jedi? In Return of the Jedi, he was 23. So you trying to tell me that in The Force Awakens, this man was 48 years old? Yeah. Looking yeah. like that? Oh, okay. This is the problem with finding out these dates. Come sit here, like, wait a minute, roll back the tape. <laughs> he was 23 know. in the Return of Jedi, and he's supposed to be 48 in The Force Awakens. Oh. You know what? Well, he, was he in The Force Awakens, or did he not show up until the second one? He didn't show up to the very end. The very end. So maybe that's different. Let's see. Let's the see. Very end. And that one was called. The the rise of the Skywalker. No, that's the last one, ain't it? Yeah. So that was he was oh he was at the very end of the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm talking about trying, the the last two minutes. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, he came in at the very 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 end. And so you mean to tell me that they found him? He showed up and basically died all in the same moment. I you know something. I need to talk to George Lucas. Well, good luck. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna reach out to, to his wife first. Please, via her. Now they have to. I got questions. We all have questions about Grogu, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like they have to bring him back. Well, they don't have to, but I feel like they will so that we can know what's going on. Um, like if Anakin's ass was supposed to go into there and kill all those babies, why didn't they kill him? That's number one. And who, um, did we ever did we ever find out who took him from there? They don't talk about that. Because I, I think that's he don't even very, remember. That's a glaring gap that that's would be very important to the story. I feel like, like 
there should have been we should know or have been hinted it should have been hinted at someone at this point as well it's like how did he somehow manage to get to where he was because someone knew they were going through trying to kill them yeah clearly so someone someone knew that he was there um and he was being guarded so but he Mm -hmm. was being guarded by somebody bad so i don't know but What's crazy is he was being guarded by somebody, but the people who were bad knew about him and wanted him. So I don't know. I don't know. But my think, what if it was Obi-Wan? And that's where the story picks up. But then that wouldn't make sense because Obi-Wan hasn't really talked about that. Maybe he didn't. He knew he couldn't. If he ever did talk about it, then people would know that this other rising jedi existed and when you're living in a world where they're trying to eliminate all of them i mean it's like this is a secret i'm taking to my grave because if i don't then it's going to be end of the jedi it's just a race right. a species i don't know it can't be a species i don't know because you're either <laughs> born with the force or you're not yeah i don't, I don't know but i will say that um that is a big question. And I think New Rock Stars a few years ago went through, like, they try to narrow it down who they thought maybe had saved them from the Jedi style. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't really, they weren't really sure. Mm-hmm. So they thought maybe it was, he goes through <laughs> it. Maybe if I find it, I'll send it to you. Um, but I thought that was what, how they did the process of elimination, who it could be, who it couldn't have been. I thought was pretty interesting. Um, And when I find it, I'll send it to you. But those are just all questions. One, who saved them? Who smuggled them? Is the person who saved them was the same one that smuggled them out? And then Mm -hmm. where, how did he get to where they found him? Like those types of questions I feel like are really, really big plot points. And to me, it just seems like a missed opportunity to tell more story if they leave that out. Mm -hmm. Um, Which makes me curious. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Mm Obi-Wan. And they, and they talk about it in that show. So we'll see. And I was like, oh, what if it's Ahsoka? But it couldn't have been Ahsoka because he told Ahsoka. However, he didn't know who, he don't know who it was. Mm-hmm. He said he remembered doing something and then it went black. And he don't remember. And then he woke up with Mando. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. But then what makes it even more interesting to me is that people knew that he was out there. Because but that was the whole point of what Mandalorian was doing. He was going to find him, right? And then he mm-hmm. was giving him to some other people. So even if maybe they didn't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more in season three. Because I mean, yeah. I'm just like, don't we don't we don't really know. Mm. And um, is this the one? <clears throat> I don't know. It was a whole bunch of them. I'll see if I can send them to you. Um, they even talk about could it have been um, R2-D2 which is possible let me say something R2-D2 has seen everything so if you told me that he smuggled that little baby in his little trash can body I would believe you I mean honestly because He's seen. He's no. He's he's seen everything. He knows everything. 
And because he can't talk, the secret the secrets are safe. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, my boy replaced him. BB-8 is all right. Um, I mean, did you see BB-8 the way he was sliding across that that sand? There's a little ball flying. BB-8 is that dude. I guess. And he can emote like he. You can see his emotions and everything. You can you can see R two D 2s You can tell when he's. You can tell when he's. I know, but BB eight head and stuff can slide and move and everything. He's he's the superior one. I guess. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. So, Star Wars talk done. I guess we know that we'll be watching episode two of Boba Fett uh-huh. next week. Uh-huh. If it's good, well, I'm gonna watch it anyway because we have to come back and talk to you guys about something until we get some more Marvel stuff. Um, now, I will use this as an opportunity to put out there yet again that I challenged um, Devcat to watch the first episode of Daredevil. Um, she has not yet, but but I will. I I want to say I watched the first episode again recently the other day. And it is just as good today as it was the first time I saw it. Because what I think you're going to enjoy, because you love story. Mm-hmm. You love a good story. Mm-hmm. We, you already, it's not spoiling anything for you now, since you already know that Kingpin was in the Marvel series and Netflix. It would have mm-hmm. been spoiling that if it not had already come up. But because that, that's like a, a reveal in Daredevil. It is? Yeah, because you don't know who the mastermind is behind a lot of what's happening in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, someone is in charge. And a comic book fan would know, but a casual watcher probably wouldn't have known that. But when I tell you that, um, what's her name? Uh, her, her real name is Deborah Ann Wall. Mm-hmm. She was in True Blood. As Jessica, mm-hmm. she's in this show. When I tell you, sis is acting down in her first scene when you first see her. So, because just to give you a, so the show starts with us seeing how um, Daredevil goes blind. Mm-hmm. So you see that moment. I'm not going to tell you how, but you see that moment, and you can tell that he's basically from that moment kind of been raised to be able to be fully self-sufficient as a blind person and you kind of see like they i think in the comics they try to allude to the fact that he has powers whereas in in the series it just kind of makes it seems that he is so in tune with all of his senses since he doesn't he can't see is that so he's extra sensitive to knowing and hearing things that are around him Mm. And the first fighting scene that he's in, what is it? Chef's kiss. Oh, so good. Okay. Okay. So, so good. And then he has another one. But the thing that makes it so unique is that it's so realistic because it's not one of those, oh, he's just amazing at what he does. He's great, but he's still blind. He's still Mm -hmm. impaired. So some of these people be really getting in that ass. (laughs) But he just he just keeps going. He keeps fighting. But that old girl, oh, she did so good in her scene. But it shows 
now that we've seen Hawkeye and we've seen the type of things that Kingpin has done and how he's woven himself into what everybody else does, you see in Daredevil how deep his grasp is in everything. Like he controls people in the police department. He controls people here, there. So you can see in Daredevil how he's able to get away with so much stuff. Mm. Because he has someone working in every branch of everything. So nothing ever comes back to him. And he's just not a, <clears throat> once you see it, you see how graphic it is. <laughs> when I tell you these the Daredevil series is graphic in The Punisher. <sighs> when The Punisher is introduced in, I think, in season three, or maybe it's the end of season two of Daredevil. It is a very, very, very graphic scene. Mm. because you know the punisher's whole like thing in the beginning is he's getting revenge and in his mind revenge if you just happen to get caught in the crossfire then you're bad okay (laughs) so like there's a scene where literally he takes out I'm I'm about to exaggerate because I can't remember where it is. And I think me not remembering that makes it so it doesn't spoil it too bad. But let's say he basically takes out everybody inside of a restaurant. If you were in that restaurant, you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Because his his goal was to get who he needed to get. And if that meant he had to get other people in the process, Uh then he was okay with it. Oh, wow. The casting, the casting for the Punisher that's one thing. Like, p- people said that Marvel was going to come back and get um, the guy who plays Daredevil to come back. The biggest, another person that they said that they really needed to come back was the Punisher. Because the guy who's mm. cast as the Punisher is John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he was in Walking Dead. Um, what else was he in? I know you didn't watch that. Oh, yeah, he was in King Richard. Did you watch King Richard? Oh. Not yet. Yeah, he was in that. He was in Those Who Wish Me Dead with Angelina Jolie. He's been in a couple stuff. He's he's that person that I think he's becoming that white person that's like the black person that's always in stuff. You don't know his name, but he's in enough stuff for you to know that he's probably famous. Because <laughs> there's like there are black people like the the not Dave Chappelle. He's been in enough stuff for us to know one that he's not Dave Chappelle, but two that he he gets hired a lot but i don't i still don't know his name he was in life and he was the let me type in not dave chappelle because that's the only way i know of him um what's his he has a name that it's it's unique what was he in? um what is his daggone name uh I'm struggling. Also, it just started raining, so if my internet starts doing something funky, my bad. Okay, so his name is his real name. Um, is that it? No, that's not it. Bo Keen Woodbine. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's not Dave Chappelle for me. <laughs> that name, if you would have said his name, I would have known exactly who he was. Mm-hmm. But he's been famous. Well, he's been a lot of stuff for a very long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I only know him as not Dave Chappelle. But um, yeah. But anyway, so okay. 
So the only real new content that we have to talk about was the book of Boba Fett. Right. So with that, go back just a step with this whole Daredevil thing. Mm-hmm. Now, JB did tell me that if I watched the first episode of Daredevil, that he would watch the first, he would watch Moana. Yes, that I what still you have said not watched watch? Moana. I, I, was, I would watch Moana because I still have Let the slander come in. Let's drag you through the coals for not watching fucking Moana. It's one of the best. It's really good. All I know is Moana doesn't really fit in the blurred verse. But I would watch it if that means that you will finally give into the magnificence that is Daredevil. So if I watch two episodes of Daredevil, will you watch Moana and Encanto? Well, I plan on watching Encanto anyway. So yeah, I would watch both of them. And then I can compare them because I saw that you said that Moana was still better than Encanto, but Coco was better than Moana and Encanto. Mm Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved, loved Coco. Coco was. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I've seen that movie multiple times and I still cry on the same parts every single time as if I don't know that Diego gets saved. That was an amazing film. And I was so happy that I, I know that a lot of people don't look at like award shows like they mean anything anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but I think it actually did win the Academy Award for Best Animated Film during it, it the year that it did, and it deserved it. <laughs> it was so good. The story was good. And I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Encanto was good too. The story was definitely there. Um, Does it, it have uh, a tear-jerking uh, song like Remember Me? So Remember no. Me, that song alone would tear you down. That good Especially story when the little boy... <laughs> Oh God. And then you got, oh my God. You got mm-hmm. Mama Coco with her little braids of the little girl and she just looking at her. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Let's not. You it will tell Let's you up. not. But that I will say that such a superb film. It was very good. Moana, you know what? And I'd be <laughs> interested to see how you rank those three because they're mm-hmm. very good. They all have very good stories. Um, I lo- let me tell you something. And in Canto, that little baby boy, I think his name is Antonio. That little sheriff of a little boy. Oh my god, he was <laughs> so cute. Oh my god, he was cute. The way they played him up was cute. He was just it for me. Oh, uh, anyway. is that the little boy? I think that's the little boy that I saw recently. There's a little kid who actually looks just like him. And there was a moment where the kid is looking at the camera like the mom is taking a picture, like. That kid had saw literally felt like he saw himself on TV. That's why we always say that representation means it everything matters. because that little boy looked like him. And I can just see that he saw this kid and was like, Mommy, that's me. Oh my God. And and this this really is not blurred type of stuff, but Encanto did such a good job of showing all the different shades of the Latinx experience. Mm-hmm. Like there are dark skin Afro-Latina people that are represented in the Latinx. Like y'all just, y'all, y'all just, y'all there. And I love mm-hmm. that they encanto and captured all the different shades. Um, even down to like the texture of the hair, how the hair was kind of curly. Like they really did a very good job of representation in this film. Um <coughs> And I, I, oh, I, it was, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, my baby loved it. I asked him, "Did you like it?" He said he loved it. Um, mm. but he didn't like Coco, so his opinion really means nothing. 
gasp. It means nothing. Um, but Moana was good too. I like Moana a little bit better than Encanto. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, get back on this so, comic book nerdy so, train. So you watching two episodes of Daredevil and I'll be watching two. And I also want to go ahead and put on record that me watching two animated films means I will have sat down and watched a lot more footage than you will have watched watching two episodes of Daredevil. Okay, I'll say this because if everybody is if it's as good as they say that it you is, you will probably, probably watch, watch the next episode. Exactly. So I'll probably watch way more than the two episodes. But maybe I can start today because school starts back next week. And the hallway scene is in episode two. I can't talk about the hallway scene. That hallway scene is so good. <laughs> it just because it's so raw. It was one of those like very what do they call it? like single camera kind of things where mm-hmm. you're just watching it in that one angle. So it's they did such the fighting scenes are so good and even in the first episode the fighting scenes were so good. But that girl. Let me ask you a question: Is Electra a love interest for him? Um, and she I think she shows up in season two ish. Because there's a um, scene that they keep playing on um, on TikTok of him fighting her, and he smacks her bottom. Yeah, I don't. I'm and not everybody's agree. like, Ooh. "Well, okay, so okay, so season two does bring in the Punisher mm-hmm. and Elektra. So I think Elektra is an ex of Daredevil." Yeah, so she's an ex-girlfriend of Murdoch mm. who comes back, who is now turned into this. They don't use her very well to me. Mm. I feel like Elektra is a very skilled fighter who, to me, should have some pretty amazing fighting scenes. And I felt like I was always let down a little bit with her scenes. I always wanted a little bit more from what they were giving us with her. Because I felt like they could have easily done like they did in the Daredevil movie, where Electra could have had her own thing going eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't really build her up to that moment. But yeah, she's an ex-girlfriend. <clears throat> but like... Rosario Dawson is pretty great too. Cause you know, like that video, did you send it to me or did I send it to you? Where they were talking about um it was a scene from Doctor Strange. And there was that scene where you see America Chavez and um oh, Rachel I McAdams in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like in how Rosario Dawson was like the night nurse in the series. She's very she does her job, but she's also very take no shit. She's not intimidated by any of these people with these powers or anything like that. She's, just, But she's literally the connecting piece to every single one of them, which makes it even cooler. But I, I, I feel like you're going to really enjoy it. I, don't, I honestly don't know anyone who did not like Daredevil and who did not like The Punisher. It's the other series. You were like it. He liked it a lot. He liked those series a lot. Um, so I'm going to watch Daredevil just so I can get to the part where he smacked that girl on the butt because people on TikTok seem to love it. Yeah, it's, you're going to... But Karen Page... Karen Page... Okay, so 
Deborah Ann Wall, she's Karen Page, who's also Jessica um, on True Blood. She was actually my second or third favorite character on True Blood. So when mm-hmm. I saw that she was going to be in this series, I watched the series just because she was going to be in it. And then ended up loving her in the series too. But yeah, okay, so two animated films for me, Encanto and Moana, mm-hmm. who for a long time I thought was Mona. And then we'll be watching episodes one and two of Daredevil. And we will have I'll a probably, glorious if time it's good. about them. So you if it's good, I will be watching and, more. And, and I, you know, I'll let you know. You can probably watch the first episode with the little one, but the show progressively gets more graphic as the fighting scenes go from episode to episode. Um, mm-hmm. No, it depends on how what type. I keep forgetting, like, you have, like, a child child, and I don't know what type of stuff he could watch because there are, you know, moments of, you know, someone trying to kill someone in prison, I mean, there's no blood, but it's an attempt to kill somebody. So, uh, yeah. So you might want to watch it by yourself, but I think you enjoy it. And then you've already gotten, your husband has said it was good. I have said it was good. In fact, you know, just because I want to do this, let me just look and see what the, um, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is. Oh, Lord. Rotten Tomatoes has a 92%. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. So, okay. So, okay. Okay. I wanted to talk about this. I told you I wanted to talk about this. I've been really on this whole Wanda thing mm-hmm. lately. So, <clears throat> okay. All right. So, I have a theory. I mentioned it to, um, to Dovecat before, but it always feels a little bit differently when I say it out loud because then when I say it out loud, it it either sounds like it really does make sense then or it sounds like it makes no sense and I probably should have kept it to myself. <laughs> Some things I feel like feel better when I type them out, but then when I say them, it's like, that sounds awful. Okay, so this is my theory. <clears throat> so at this point in time, if you've been watching all of the Marvel material, this you should have seen Shang-Chi. And, and Shang-Chi, his dad, what was his name? Wenwu. Yeah, but what was his what was his name name? Like the in the comic books. It's not when we want to go. Stop with an M. Oh, the Mandarin? Yes, the Mandarin. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was struggling with that part. But so the Mandarin, because I want to call him that, because I don't want to call him Wenwu because the Mandarin sounds a little bit more. So Mandarin was hearing these voices, these voices. And in the movie, we are led to believe that he's hearing the voices and they're coming from, you know, the little fantasy world. What was the name? I feel like I need to watch Shang-Chi all over again. Me too, because I don't remember the fantasy world. What was this called? I'm calling it a fantasy world, but it was the place where his uh, mom's family was from. Right. With the dragon, right, right, yeah, right. with the dragons and stuff. <clears throat> so, I'm theorizing that maybe, just maybe, the voice that he's hearing is not technically coming from the inside of this cave, which is what they said. 
Right. I am theorizing that maybe this voice is coming from somewhere else and they're telling him that the voice is coming from inside of the cave. And I say that because one, the only person who ever heard the voice was the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So and this part might sound like a weird stretch, but it's almost like throwing your voice. Like you're in someone's mind telling them that something is happening a certain way so you can kind of navigate or control the circumstances around this story that you're telling them that they're believing. Like in this Mm -hmm. case, he's believing that his wife is inside of his cave. So I am theorizing that it's someone else behind that. And that someone else who's behind that is also to someone else who made Wanda hear her kids when she was reading The Dark Hole. Because to me, there's nothing about her reading The Dark Hole that should have caused her to randomly hear voices in another multiverse. Like, I think that in, it sounds good, like, oh, somehow she did, but I'm like, if she heard it, like, from the other multiverse, like, that those voices wouldn't have been calling out to her. Mm-hmm. like she would have heard them playing with their toys in their room or something like that not in dire need of their mother okay. so it's like so in my mind it's like okay there's someone doing this there's someone that is getting trying to convince Wanda that her kids are somewhere else and they need help and I think that that's going to fall play well fall in line with everything that's happening with Dr. Strange and how he's fucked up everything and her having the knowledge of the dark hole now and all of what was in it could help her to make certain things happen or something. I don't know. I just thinking about so many things and I'm thinking like, okay, he went to go get help from Wanda, but if he got help from Wanda, why would he have been in that scene with America Chavez and the night nurse? Why wouldn't Wanda have been there with him still helping him to do whatever? She's not. So it makes me wonder, like, <clears throat> there's, there's a bigger story here. There is a bigger story here. And I believe that there's someone manipulating Wanda in the same way they manipulated the Mandarin to make something happen in the way that they need certain events to take place. But, okay. Who is pulling the strings then? But that's the thing. I don't know. And I don't think we would know yet. Because this person is just playing in the background. Okay. Like... But it just seems too eerily similar that the Mandarin and Wanda are experiencing very similar things. And so far, we don't know if anyone else would have heard this voice that Wanda heard. Because if she is, again, the only person who hears this voice, then it plays into the same thing that happened to the Mandarin, where he was the only one who heard that voice. He was. But didn't they kill who was making him? Didn't they kill the voices, the, the dragon that was calling out to him? Well, that's the thing. I don't think that's that is with the assumption that that dragon is the one who was making the noise. 
even like because like, no one heard it but him. Like when Shang-Chi was standing right in front of the thing and that person was talking to or talking to his dad, he would have heard it then too, right? He would have. But his aunt also said that that do whatever that entity was behind the rock. This mm-hmm. is what they do to get you to do what he wants you to do. So I'm just wondering. Is, just, how would it have connected to him? That's, that's a good question. I don't know either. See, that's the thing. There's so many holes there for Unless me. Unless he had the rings. Then why are they not still doing stuff? I don't know. Something just feels off there. I don't know. And maybe it's because in my mind, I really want this theory that I'm saying to make sense. Maybe that's it. <laughs> but it's just like, I just think it is so odd how the rings there's nothing that I remember hearing in Shang-Chi that said that those rings were linked to this thing. Now, if they would have said something that said that those rings were somehow linked to this thing that was inside there, I probably would believe that. But they said nothing. No one understands their true origin of the rings. But the origin of the rings have never been linked to that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just some something stuff going on there. I mean, it could very well be that. Um, but the thing is, is like, it's so weird because what WandaVision did was confuse me. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she, in fact, <coughs> created a reality. Mm-hmm. Right? Where her children were very much alive. Mm-hmm. Right. So if she can create pocket realities, why wouldn't she be able to hear? A po- I don't. I don't know. I, because well, the reality that she created, she did kind of depower. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Mm-hmm. Like I get what you're saying. I don't know, but but for me, it just seems like it's very plausible that. Wanda really is here her baby. Like, she create, she if she can create realities, if she can do all that, why wouldn't she be able to hear them? That's if they're real. I mean, we know the multiverse. But why would they be calling out to her? That's the thing that I don't get. Like, it's one thing for her to be able to hear her kids somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's another to hear them almost like they know who she is in this other place and they're trying to get to her. That's what I can't put together. So, I, I, mm-mm. now I will say though that I don't want to say Mephisto, but like I could see somebody <laughs> like Mephisto trying to get her to do whatever it is that he wants her to do by mm-hmm. putting out these little breadcrumbs and hoping that she follows. And maybe her babies are breadcrumb, the breadcrumb that they know for 100%, like for a fact that um, <coughs> she would follow it. So I don't I mean, you could be right. I don't know. I, I, I think that, see, like I, in my mind, I don't think that Mephisto had, if, I mean, obviously we've seen it, he had nothing to do with Westview. Okay, but I wouldn't be shocked if the events of Westview wouldn't have piqued his interest in knowing that this is now someone that he could manipulate 
to make certain things happen or not necessarily Mephisto it could be anybody that has that type right. of pool but I just wonder I just wonder something about it just seems like hmm I just need to know because I'm just thinking like I'm it I want to see hmm I think there's a specific reason why these trailers don't show Wanda doing too much helpful things <laughs> like in fact it looked like she's about to take somebody out the minute we see the little chaos magic forming in her hand <laughs> so it's just like hmm but i don't know i don't know you know i don't want to i don't want my girl but people like i mean i forgive you whatever it is that she about to do whatever shit she about to tear up i forgive you and i do already mm-hmm. um, i mean because she's gone through enough she's gone through enough and if she goes through even more in this i'm going to be so pissed off with marvel because as a woman, making her go through all this stuff and then making her, I don't know, making her act crazy irritates the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So there's already a connotation on women, period, that we crazy as hell. Um, and then all of this, I mean, I don't know, it just seems like she can't handle her emotions, which is why her magic is always so crazy because she's, she's not in control of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that. So if I don't know if Wanda's going to be a vision, I mean, a vision, Jesus, if Wanda's going to be a villain, then let her be a villain the first 10 minutes, because I'm not interested in seeing all of her hopes and dreams being burnt down to the ground. Yeah, I I think I think they're going I think that they're going to manipulate the hell out of her. And I, I hate to see it. But I see it and I think I feel like she's going to have a moment where she breaks again. But then hopefully she'll have a moment to redeem herself in the same film. Because I don't think she had a moment of redemption at all in Westview. She had her moment and then she let them hoes go and said, I'm about to fly away. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Whereas in hope, maybe if in this like she really truly she's reached a breaking point before but i feel like it could get worse Mm -hmm. and if she does break and then she truly sees a lot of what she's doing and then she's able to not only fix it but also help at the same time then i'll be happier but i don't want them to just use her to create another traumatic experience for her only for her to be left in solitude all over again with some avengers that can give a shit about what happens to her because no one ever checks on wanda because you sent when i sent you that video about frigid i immediately thought about wanda immediately immediately thought about her because what i feel like what she has gone through has been ridiculous like one thing for her brother, and that should have been it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. She lost vision traumatically. She loses him again. And it's sad um, that it's, this is very faithful to the comics. It's just, it's hard to watch visually. And the comics is one thing. You're just going from panel to panel. But there's a certain level of emotion that Elizabeth has put into this role that makes it even harder to watch. And, and then the fact that none of these hoes ever check in on her just makes me even more irritated. Or have they? And she's just like, no, thanks. 
Mm. I could very well, I could see her definitely pulling a bucky. I could see it. I could see him having all of these text messages. I could no, see her having all these text messages and not look saying Look at that. Dr. Strange. See, this is what makes me mad. Dr. Strange knew what happened in Westview and not once went there. Now, granted, he may have been trying to communicate to her through these fucking commercials and the TV and, and WandaVision, but that's not reaching out like, yo, Wanda, you okay? You want to talk? You want some coffee? Not, oh, you've already fucked up everything. Let me try to get you to stop. And then when you finally do have an opportunity to talk to her, you asking for help. What kind of friend are you? But you, but you know what's crazy, though, is that I'm looking back with her, how she was in, like, after Ultron, mm-hmm. Civil War. She was standoffish in Civil War. Well, which I, I kind of expected because she went from being a villain to being in a group of people that know how much stuff she had done, but were willing to accept her, but she probably hadn't come to terms with what she had done to people prior to that. And then too soon as everything in civil war cooks off this part, this, this negative, what well, is bad shell that she's trying to shed <clears throat> comes right back on. Cause she makes a mistake and kills some people in the building. So it's kind of like, I mean, I was, when I looked at her, I was just like, mm. you, and you could tell it wasn't intentional. I mean, mm-hmm. You, I mean, I guess most people still wanted to be alive, but <laughs> I think so. I think the, you know, you know, life is always a better option, but right. But <laughs> I don't. She didn't mean to, so I don't know. It's like but I think, but you see her face. You look. You remember how her face looked the minute she caused the whole thing to go across the building? Like she had a moment of like, fuck. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, she didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't. know. I think the only people like, that how do you the only apologize person for killing the entire floor of a building. Like, oh, you guys, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I killed the whole seventh floor. My bad. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I think the only people that really kind of cared about her was Cap and Hawkeye. Cap, because he saved her and wanted, you know, knew that she could be good and came and saved her, came and got her when she was, um, her and Vision were gallivanting across Europe and Ireland, all the other places. Um, Cap came to get her, and then Hawkeye was talking to her after the funeral. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the obvious Vision, but hmm, he's out. The, the Vision that does exist is out here doing God knows what. I think we're going to get Vision back. I just don't know in what capacity. I mean, he might be like you said in Wakanda, but he just in Wakanda because he's trying to get them to give his color back. Now, look, I used to be pink right here and purple over here. I mean, this white look is flushed. It's not good for my skin. What if we get him in like an end clip, in a, an apocryptic clip in Wakanda forever? That's going to be. <laughs> if he is in Shuri's lab, I know something. You know who probably going to also be there? Bucky checking on his Taj. <laughs> Shut up, yo. Bucky. I think, I really think we're done with the original set of Avengers. Like, I really do. Like, I really think we're done with them. And they're really trying to transition us into this new era with the new superheroes kind of leading the charge. 
I think so too. I think that's why these series are here. All these series are here to introduce us to the basically newer versions of old people. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. (laughs) I just don't Um, know who that newer version is going to be for Thor. Well, they, will they there be a new version? Let me tell you something. Jane Foster is boring as hell. And I don't know if it's because of how Natalie Portman is playing her. I have no interest in seeing Jane Foster. Hell, I even want the cancer to spread and take her ass up out of here. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not, about Jane. I'm not here for that either. I don't care. Thor, he can be Thor. Honestly, Thor could be Thor until he is old and 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 turns into to gold particles. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Does he have children? Does Thor have kids? And does he have them um, with Jane? Let's see. Does Thor have kids with Jane? You'll do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How did I get there? I have no idea. I finished it. Okay, so in the comments, I don't think so. In the comments, it looks like he gets with Sif and has kids with Sif. But, okay, so there's this weird thing I'm seeing here. It's a popped up as a theory. It says, Love and Thunder Theory, Jane Foster gets Monier from a new Thor variant. Hmm. How do we get here? I don't know how we got there. Because when you think about it, okay, that's a good point. Monier didn't it get okay. Hella destroyed it, which is why right. he had to get Stormbreaker, whatever it's called. But then he went back in time and took the other Monier from Remember the final battle scene, the end game, he's using both hammers. Because he took the other one when he went back in time and he was talking to his mom. So then he would have it. There wouldn't be a variant. He would have it. it didn't I get know, but the does that not fuck up the timeline? You literally took a whole hammer from their time period. That means that they don't have that anymore. That create that literally had to have created a whole new timeline, which means that wouldn't the TVA have had to go back and fix that? Mm-hmm. I want maybe if the TVA, TVA fixed it. If TVA logic is sound, I don't TVA. I don't <laughs> get the TVA and how it works with these branch timelines. They they have created more questions than answers for me. Yeah, because I'm like. So he did take it. That would cause another branch timeline. But maybe the TVA did try to come get him, but he was already gone, so it didn't matter. And then if the the Love and Thunder is taking place after Multiverse of Madness, (coughs) what if we will be getting variants or something in that film? Different universes and stuff like that. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. This is a lot. This is a lot. a lot. I don't know how they're going to phase Thor out. Because <laughs> they, they said, they thanks to the Unleashed Multiverse, Love and Thunder could include new versions of young Thor, King Thor, and the latter's granddaughters, the goddess of thunder. 
Additionally, Jane Foster could be counted as a variant despite originating in the mainstream MCU timeline. Love and Thunder could also include additional Thor variants such as Throg, Thor trapped in the body of a frog, which we did see that in Loki, um, who fit with the, uh, the movie's lightly comedic tone. Of the two Thor variants featured in the God Butcher's comic book storyline, only young Thor doesn't possess the might Molnir yet, but King Thor uses alongside the Odin sword. With this in mind, King Thor would more than likely be the variant to give Molnir to Jane Foster. Hmm. I guess. I don't know, but I'll, can I be honest and say I'm not that invested in Thor shit anyway? So they can just. I don't see myself reading up a ton of theories about what's going to happen in that movie. I'm just going to be there. I'm going to just let that movie happen. It's the other ones that really be getting. I don't be looking for theory. I like being surprised. <laughs> I think, do you think we're going to get less spoilers for this movie, for Doctor Strange? Oh, gosh, no. I think spoilers going to be coming out to ask the minute some of these really? people, if they are going to be having some of these cast members from previous movies filming, someone is going to have a picture of it. And we're going to kind of like we saw the picture of Toby, I mean, Toby and uh, Andrew on that thing together, suited up. We had seen that already. So somebody's going to have so it's just going to be a matter of how much of the things that people find and post will actually make it to the film mm. because we saw in spider-man no way home that some of the lines that were in the original the original trailers weren't in there well we know that marvel <laughs> does a lot i think to throw people off by adding mm-hmm. stuff that may be in the movie changing up words or something um, we know that about Marvel, so I don't know. I'm hoping that any of like the big spoilers, um, the one spoiler that I think might be true, one that I would love to see, um, is Chris Evans being Johnny Storm. Oh, that would be we people would lose it. I think, I think, I think, I think because he said that he would, depending on, he said depending on what it is, he said that he would consider it right he specifically said that steve rod his version of steve rogers is done he didn't say he was done he said steve rogers was i can't see i don't know i can't see him coming back to marvel i I mean he could but i don't know i don't see that i don't see him coming back as johnny storm but to put on the the mantle of johnny storm for the sake of this movie i can see that yeah the cameo Um, i I think i can see that happen Mm -hmm. i wouldn't even mind seeing michael b jordan's imagine them being beside each other Yes, they oh my God. together. Yeah, it would make him actually seem cool as uh, Johnny Storm. I'm very interested in knowing what this additional, this new Marvel project is that Scarlett Johansson's been working on. Like, because what if it's a voice? What if she's just doing voice acting for what if? I mean, I guess that's okay. Even though they didn't use her voice for the original what if. <laughs> or what if she's she's doing um Yelena's story? I really, I really think that that article that somebody came out with with Yelena not being were they the same people that said that Gamora had a different look? I can't remember. If it's the same people, I don't believe them anymore. I mean, I can't see why they would introduce Yelena and not have her in something big. Because just having her in TV shows and side characters in one movie, I think, does her a disservice. 
Yeah, I, I don't believe that. I know that I feel like she's coming back. I think that they are probably going to be very careful at making it seem like she's truly the replacement for Scarlett. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're saying like, okay, we, even though Natasha was never really referred to as Black Widow, I don't think I've ever heard them refer to her as Black Widow in the MCU. She's always just been Natasha. That's true. <clears throat> Maybe Yelena might be the, the actual Black Widow if they were going to call her that. Because hmm. you're right. We they know always called her Nat and Natasha. We know Natasha Romanoff is the Black Widow. We know mm-hmm. that. We mm-hmm. know that. The comics say that she is. That's who that character is. But you're right. I don't remember them saying it a lot. I don't remember Tony calling her Black Widow. I don't. I don't even remember any of that. And if that's the case, then you're right. It's perfect for Yelena to come in and be the actual Black Widow. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like one time in all of the films. Who said it? It's a a Russian general in the first of. In the first Avengers movie, when she tied up to the t- a chair, oh, someone referred to they call Natasha the famous Black Widow. Okay, but he says it in French, uh, in uh, Russian. Oh, well, that don't count. So it's in a subtitle up there to say that that's what it is. So it might be intentional. So, so yeah, I think so. Maybe it's intentional with, because it's kind of also weird that they would just start calling her Black Widow. Like she's never really. She's never navigated the MCU as a superhero. Mm. She's always just kind of been herself. So I think that that's probably why they never felt like they needed to do that. Just like Hawkeye. <laughs> well, what would be the difference between her and Hawkeye? Because oh. he was clearly referred to as Hawkeye at times. Kate? Is that what you saying? The difference between no, him and- like No, comparing... Clint and Natasha. They weren't like, they've all, hmm? They're the same. So why is it that we know Clint as both in the MCU as Hawkeye and Clint, but Natasha just as Natasha? Hmm. Because there's no difference. Um, there's oh, no did, difference. They, did they actually ever call him Hawkeye? <laughs> I think so. They will know. They said He's in his hawk's nest or something like some. They like made like offhanded comments, but I don't remember them. Maybe they did. I don't know. Is Clint ever called Hawkeye? Yeah, someone else has asked this question, but you're... of course. Okay. Mm. They said once. <laughs> <laughs> And they have the full conversation. Okay. Okay, so here we go. It says, Barton is referred to as Hawkeye in Age of Ultron. It's a conversation where Clint and Laura are talking. He, she says, what about Nat and Dr. Banner? How long has that been going on? And he said, has what and last? And she says, you're so cute. So this is when his wife could tell that Natasha and Bruce Banner had a thing going on, but somehow he didn't see it. And then he said, she said, I'll explain where you're older, Hawkeye. So she referred to him as that. And then there's a moment in Age of Ultron as well, where uh, Rhodey says, come on, Cap. 
It says Steve starts pulling on the hammer and manages to budget a little. Thor looks a little alarmed. Steve still fails to lift it. Thor laughs and says nothing. And Tony Stark said, and, and then Bruce Banner said, widow. So he referred to her as, he didn't say Black Widow, just referred to her as Widow, which I've heard that. And I think that makes sense because they know that that's what those girls are called. They're called Widows. So, and then it goes back to the other thing. And then, oh, there's a scene. Is this in that same movie? There's a scene, yeah, Age of Ultron, that shows Natasha and Clint fighting in New York. And on the right-hand side, it has a picture of Clint. says Clint Barton. Under that, says Hawkeye. And then it has Natasha Romanoff. And under it, it says Black Widow. Oh, Again. Okay. I don't know. I, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I know the direction that they're going. Got some of these white folks, panties, and a bunch. <clears throat> I'm really excited at the fact that these movies are going to be including other Avengers and stuff in them. Because to me, now we're actually getting to a point where these movies are going to start feeling more like the comics, Mm -hmm. where we know all of these people exist, and then they start crossing over regularly in other people's works. Because this whole idea that these Avengers, these things are happening, these Avengers are in this part of the world, and then no other Avengers are aware of anything, they don't have anyone there, it's just like, when you read most of the comics nowadays, it's very rare that you're going to read one and no other superheroes make an appearance in it. Mm. They always do at this point. And I think that we're getting to that point where that's what's going to always happen. Won't be all like Civil War in an Avengers movie, but it'll be enough for us to <clears throat> be able to have some type of cameos or appearances for some of these people. So, but... <clears throat> That's my that's my Wanda talk and my Marvel talk after we discussed the book of Boba Fett, which hopefully we'll have a more interesting episode next week. Yeah. But that means homework is the book of Boba Fett. You have committed to watching episodes one and two of Daredevil, which also which I am not watching my episodes of Daredevil. I mean my movies until you watch your episodes. I'm not going to be watching these cartoons and you haven't watched your, car- your episodes. You can watch cartoons anyway because they're classic cinema. Okay? Mm-hmm. You need to watch so that is, anyway. So is Daredevil. But I will say this. My child is going back to school next week. Thank <laughs> the Lord. And I can get back some of my life with watching stuff during the day at work. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so especially if it stays slow. It's been slow this whole week. If it stays slow, then I'll have some time. But tonight, <laughs> maybe tomorrow, I'll be able to to watch it. So, All right. So y'all heard it here. She is committing to watching the first two episodes of Daredevil, and then she says, "If it is as good as everyone is saying it is, and it is, <laughs> she will potentially watch other episodes. I have and a I up. will be watching Encanto and Moana. You gotta watch it." Moana which, has which oh, oh, should I watch Moana first and then Encanto? This is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. You've already watched Coco, so yes, watch Moana <coughs> and then watch Encanto. Okay. Because I feel like Encanto is like maybe the only animated film that they've had that's come out since Moana. When they released something else, maybe Luca. 
Yeah, Luca. 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 Luca was good too, but I, I haven't watched that one. I don't. I'm not too. I'll watch it, but the stories of people of color is more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I think Moana. Yeah, I can watch Luca good. just because Maya Rudolph is a voice. Luca was good. It was good. And I love her. But Moana was better And then in concept So that's what you gotta do You gotta watch Moana When you watch Moana You need to get back with me So we can talk about it Okay I'm gonna watch Moana And then I'm gonna watch Encanto And I hope I uh, like both of them As much as you feel like I should be liking them I feel like you'll like them I'm gonna send you an emoji Of the person in the wheelchair You really make me sick You know that right well, blurred stays all for us this week. Is it? Because I really want to drag you some more. <laughs> it is. Let me go ahead and end this now so she doesn't get an opportunity to drag me anymore. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>